Welcome to the Lift Church podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you to live up to your God-given potential. Awesome. Well, today we uh, conclude the God Refocus series. So if you haven't been with us yet, we've been doing this series called God Refocus. And the whole point of it is that, uh, you know, we find like a lot of people get really disappointed with God. Anyone here ever been disappointed with God? Only a few brave ones, you're in a church and you dare to say that you're disappointed. Oh my gosh, Andre, wearing the wrong kind of jersey as well. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, but, you know, we, we, we all get disappointed with God at some point. And I think that's because we have false expectations of God. And so we need to recalibrate. We need to really see what the Bible tells us about who this God is. Because God desires to have this relationship with us. And if we are disappointed in God, it makes that relationship with God extremely difficult. You know, if you're disappointed in a friend or maybe even worse, a spouse, that relationship is going to come into some tension. And I believe that many of us actually carry that tension in with the relationship that we have with God. And so hopefully over this series, we've been able to unpack it and, uh, and really dive into what God uh, is like, how, how, what we can expect from God from the Bible. And, and today is not going to be any different. The last three weeks, we dealt with questions like, is God intolerant? Does he care? And last week, Pastor Beck spoke on, is God really in control? And all of these are vital questions for us to explore if we are to have a healthy relationship with God. And so today we are going to be dealing with another uh, aspect, another expectation that we can have that sometimes gets a bit broken. And, 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 and in, in um, conducting research, in putting this message together, I went um, to Instagram and Facebook because they... They have all the information in the world. Um, and so I, I wanted to, to get the best information for you guys. And so I went to that. And what I did is that I searched. You see, what, what people do on uh, social media is that they hashtag things uh, with a word or a phrase. And then it becomes a category that people can find. And so I typed into Instagram and Facebook the hashtag blessed. And um, so here are a few examples of what I pulled up. The first one, as you can see, there are some nice people. That when they hashtag bless, they're trying to remind people that um, God is about to bless you beyond your imagination. They want to remind you that blessing is around the corner. Pretty nice, pretty encouraging, um, probably a nice person, you would think. And then from there, you go into a whole different category of people. And the next one shows you a girl who believes that she is blessed because she has got 200,000 likes on her Instagram account. Hashtag blessed. So if you uh, have the more followers you have on Instagram, the more blessed you are. I'm not feeling very blessed right now. You can give me some Christmas cheer by following me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Nate4, and that will make me feel blessed. Uh, you want your pastor to feel blessed, don't you? And then from there, you go into another category of people. The, first, the one on the left is a person that has just finished her art history class, also known as Hell on Earth, hashtag blessed. I'm sure that many students can understand what it feels like to be blessed uh, when you have finished a class from hell. Um, but then the one on the right, I'll, I need to read this to you because I have no idea what to make of this. This person writes, why am I wide awake? Plus drinking coffee, no sleep for the next 24 hours and, or more. I want it, I'm going to get it. I feel like an energized bunny. Hashtag sacrifice for success. Hashtag I'm going to get it how I want it. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> I think it's hashtag too much caffeine at the wrong time of the day. 
I, I think that maybe they're both in the same history class. That's my understanding. She hasn't slept for a long time. Um, and then finally, I found another category of people, and I am part of this category. You can see that I'm there. There are a whole bunch of people that were blessed because they got to see Rogue One uh, when it has come out. And so, um, hashtag blessed. You see, I did pull this out for fun, and there were a whole bunch of people that really wrote meaningful, heartwarming stories on how God has blessed them. And I didn't pull them out for you tonight because I wanted to make a point. And the point is this, that many people don't understand what God's blessing is about. Many of us end up thinking that blessing is about some kind of success or some kind of emotional uh, contentment, um, and that's what God is all about. God blesses me so that I can feel good about myself or, or have some kind of success in my life. You see, someone actually wrote uh, and commenting about blessing. This person said that in the world today, we use the word blessed as a way of boasting while sounding humble. You see, you have people that say this, I got really high grades, hashtag blessed. Or maybe I just got that promotion I've been working really hard for, hashtag blessed. And they take a picture of their family. Everyone is smiling. Their house is painted white and yet it's still clean, hashtag blessed. And it's somehow supposed to let me know that God is the one that has created that scene. But really they want you to know that it's their hard work that has brought about the blessing. So what is blessing? Is God really intending that kind of blessing for us? Because... As I mentioned, many of us have felt disappointed by God because we think that God is some kind of material success vending machine. We go to God, we say, I went to church this week, pull the handle, and you get a jar of blessing. Or, you know, I put in my tithes this week, and then I push that button, and then my blessing comes down. Or I've been a good person. I've been trying to do good things for the last few weeks, and, and so, God, you should be blessing me. And then when it turns out that things happen that don't look like blessing, we get disappointed. And that really jars against us, and that really pushes away from God. And I believe that God can really be trusted. But for God to be trusted, we need to understand what He means by blessing. I believe that God desires to bless us. And right at the beginning of the Bible, we read in Genesis 1.28, when God created Adam and Eve, He blessed them. He wanted them to be blessed. And then in Numbers 6.24, He commands all the Israelites to constantly say to one another as a reminder, the Lord bless you and keep you. And then in Genesis 22, God says to Abraham, through your offspring shall the whole world be blessed. And that was referring to Jesus. And so because Jesus has come, that means that God desires for all of us to be blessed. Are you following my logic? Cool. That's awesome. Because we need to understand that God is blessing us, but we need to understand what the blessing of God looks like. And there's an account in the Bible of a young woman who was called blessed by God. And this woman is really part of the reason why we are gathered here tonight. Because her name is Mary, and she is the mother of Jesus. And you can read about the story in Luke chapter 1. And you get this amazing story where God comes to Mary uh, uh, through an angel and says to Mary in uh, Luke 1.28, and says this, Peace be with you, the Lord is with you and has greatly blessed you. And when we look back 
from where we are right now, we would be able to agree, what a blessing. There's one woman in the whole history of the world got to carry Jesus, the Son of God. And by the way, if I can just step out of the message for a moment, I just want to make a little comment that Jesus is a real historical figure. Mary is a real historical figure. A lot of people that say this whole Jesus thing is all a figment of our imagination. No, Jesus is a historical figure. Go do your research. And in fact, Luke, the one that we are reading from today, he was a doctor. He was a physician. And for him to say that a virgin Mary gave birth to Jesus, that was a doctor's opinion. If you want to fight against that, that is your problem. We do not have time tonight because we all won Sundays. Well, I do anyway. Uh, but, but Jesus, uh, sorry, God says to Mary, you, you are, you're blessed. You're going to carry the Son of God. What an amazing honor. What a privilege to carry the Son of God. But if we look into what the historical context was happening there, I don't know if we would call it a blessing. See, Mary at that time, according to most scholars, would have been about 15 to 16 years old. That is a normal time uh, in that culture where a woman would be betrothed to a man. That was normal in those days. And when uh, they say that Mary was betrothed to Joseph, it was uh, the betrothal is kind of like an engagement, but at a whole other level. See, an engagement, uh, you do have a ring, but you can still say, nah, stuff it, I don't want this. But when it's a betrothal, you actually have to go through a divorce. So it's a, it's a big deal. And, and, and so Mary was betrothed to Joseph. But now God came and was mucking up the whole plan. Because God said to her, you are going to carry a son, and that son's not going to be Joseph's. Now imagine going around telling other people, an angel of God told me that I'm going to be pregnant. I've never slept with a man before. No one is going to believe her. And if you understand the historical context, that is a death sentence. That is actually a death sentence. Joseph could have said in that moment, you're pregnant, that's not my son, off with your head. Basically, he had the right to have her executed because she had committed adultery. But so what we read, it, because that didn't happen, like uh, uh, Joseph didn't, didn't um, execute or didn't ask for, for Mary to be killed. What Joseph did was he tried to silently divorce Mary. What that meant was that he was trying to save Mary's life, but at the same time, he was so ashamed of it that he was trying to distance himself from that episode. What that would have meant for Mary is that she would be known as a woman who has committed adultery. She would be an outcast of society for the rest of her life. When God said, you are a blessed woman, He didn't say along with that, this is how you are going to be paid along this process. He didn't say, this is the money I'm putting aside for you, for you to raise my son. There was no Christmas bonus. It was just, you are pregnant with my son. Hashtag blessed. You see, that really jars against what many of us, myself included, and many times in my life, believe to be blessing. Because if blessing is material, I'm not finding it in the Word of God. In fact, there are 112 times in the New Testament that the word blessed is used. And not a single one, zero. Zero times out of those 112 is a blessing attached 
to a material success. Zero. But instead, what the meaning of the word blessed is, it means fully satisfied. When God blesses you, He's saying, I want you to be fully satisfied. And that's why it cannot be material. And that's why God's blessing cannot be material success in your life. Because if you talk to the wealthiest people on the face of the planet and ask them whether their money has brought them satisfaction, the answer is no. You ask any person who has just received a promotion whether uh, that has brought them satisfaction, they will say yes for maybe six months, maybe a year, and then they'll be aiming for the next promotion and the next pay bracket. You talk to someone who goes on holidays all the time, they look at it as having such a hashtag blessed life, and they will tell you about all that happened during their adventures, during their holiday, and how amazing it was, but now that they're back in reality, they're hanging out for the next holiday. There is no satisfaction from material things. There's no wealth, no promotion, no relationship on the face of the planet that can bring you to a state of being fully satisfied. The satisfaction is only temporary. But what God promises us is a deeper satisfaction in our lives. And so this evening, what I want to unpack for you is what God is actually blessing us with. And, and, and I want to pull out two key areas that God blesses us. See, that, that one of the main things that God blesses us with is meaning and purpose in our lives. That is the main thing. Thank you for that clap, Jeremiah. That was such a great... In case you don't know, Jeremiah is not even one yet. And he already gets the Word of God in his spirit. What a great man. Yeah. The, one of the main things that God blesses us with is meaning and purpose in our lives. You see, when God came to Mary, He said, you are blessed. You are highly blessed. You are so blessed because you have just been given an assignment for your life. And all through the Bible, when you people that God appears to and God speaks to, the blessing that is attached to it is this of purpose and destiny about their life. Is this sense that I am living for something more. You know, if you go to any top atheist thinkers in the world, or any person really that you know that hates the idea of God, and you ask them, what is the purpose of life? They will never be able to give you a satisfactory answer that goes deep into your soul. Because the only thing they can point to is survival of the fittest and a fulfillment of desire. The, 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 the survival of the fittest is not a fight I ever want to fight. And I'm looking around this, this room, I don't think most of you guys want to fight survival of the fittest. Half of you look like you could, no, I shouldn't go there. It's Christmas. Sorry, that kind of went somewhere. That was the soul part of me that needs to be dealt with. I'm still on my journey. But the other thing is a fulfillment of desire, but we just spoke about that. You go after a desire, and all that, that, that chasing after desires does is that it awakens a deeper desire. It awakens something that never is satiated, and it's something that is broken inside of us when we look for desires outside of God. Not a single atheist would be able to give you a proper meaning of your life. But they will tell you that when God gives you meaning, it's just a pie in the sky thing. And that's, they're jealous. They're jealous that the fact that there is a creator God 
who designed you specifically for a purpose and a mission on this earth. That God actually knew you before you were born and actually put you together in a specific way so that you could actually fulfill, fulfill a mission on this earth. And if you are living outside of that mission, let me just fast forward to how your life will end. You will end off thinking, what the heck have I been living for? Do you know, and I say this all the time, there are people that get to the end of their life and the greatest regret is never, I could have earned more money, but it was more, have I left a legacy behind? Have I actually lived a life on purpose? Have I actually made a difference? Let me just tell you right now, why don't you start finding that mission, finding that call, finding that destiny for your life because there's nothing else that can bring the blessing of God than to know what it is to have a mission from God. But the other thing that God blesses us with is that He blesses us with His presence. I know that sounds a little bit like, okay, cool. But I think that's because we don't understand how precious God's presence is in our lives. Every time God gives people a mission in the Bible, He also says this, and I'm with you. Think back to Abraham when he said, Abraham, I'm going to call you out of this nation. You're going to find something called the promised land. I'm sending you on an amazing journey. And he says, and I will be with you. He speaks to Moses and he says, I'm going to put you in charge of a rescue mission of my whole nation. And I'm going to be with you. We think about Joshua, Joshua taking over the promised land, being an amazing, mighty man. And God says, I'm with you. Mary's about to bear the Son of God, and God says, I'm with you. See, there's something about God's presence that brings about a satisfaction that nothing else can. I love Psalm 23. Many people know Psalm 23. It's a famous psalm. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I do not have any need because I have God with me. The next line goes on and says, He leads me. God doesn't lead us from afar. He is one who is intimately involved in every detail of our lives. And because of His presence in my life, I know where I'm going. I do not have to worry. I do not have to have anxiety in my life. There is a satisfaction that goes beyond anything material, anything that the world can give me. See, God blesses us. And the greatest blessing that He could give to us is the assurance of what happens after our lives on earth finish. See, without God, how do you know what happens after this? Do you just become one with the earth? Do you just dissolve into a portion of history way gone? Or is there something more there? See, the blessing of God primarily is in giving Jesus his son to come to earth, to live as a man, to die for my sin so that I can stand here, not have any worry, not have any anxiety. I'm not saying that that situation, my life is all nice and straight. There's lots of things that happen. And if you're in this church, you hear lots about what happens in, um, in the soap opera known as Bex and Beck and I, Bex and my life. Sorry, I don't know where that was going. A little soap opera. 
But there is this something else that I can attach life to, my hope to, and that is Jesus. If we can get the band up this morning. My hope for you this evening is that I help you to see that God is so interested in you that it goes beyond your material needs. It goes beyond your earthly needs. God's blessing upon your life deals also with your eternity. It deals with your now, gives you meaning, it gives you purpose, and it deals with the afterlife, what happens from here. There's only one place we can find a satisfaction for those answers, and that is in Christ Jesus. Thank you for tuning in today. If you would like to find out more about Lyft, check out our website at theliftchurch.com.au.